Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Let's go to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline and bring in Aaron Torres from Fox Sports Radio. Aaron, welcome in. How are you? I'm good, Wes. How you doing, man? Hey, we're talking Razorback basketball for another week, so we're doing really well. There and you fans, go. as you know, you know as well as anybody. Yeah, I know. Only sixteen. That New Mexico State team that uh, almost uh, took down the Hogs, they took down my alma mater, so I know as well as anybody, you're darn right I do, man. Well, you told us you thought Arkansas would be moving on to the Sweet 16. You just thought they would be beating UConn and not New Mexico State. But uh, you, but you nailed it. You said UConn has problems scoring, and that's what happened against New Mexico State. They couldn't score enough. Well, absolutely, and it was funny because I went on with um, you know another station on Friday after the first game, and, you know, I think that I'm not, I don't want to speak for anybody, but, but I think there was some thought, okay, we got the easier matchup of the two. And you probably did on paper, but I just said, I said, look, man, I, I said, Coach Moss, you know, motivation and, and all that is never really an issue with his teams. But if you come out thinking that that's a 12 seed from the WAC and, uh, you know, we're just going to cruise into the Sweet 16, you got another thing coming to you. And so I don't think the Hogs necessarily did that. I think it just speaks to a really well-coached, a really tough team. I mean, I said on whatever it was, Thursday night when they were playing my alma mater, UConn, UConn's a program and culture built on toughness, and it was the first time all year that I thought they got out tough. Now, they they lost games because the other team was more talented than them. I didn't think they got out tough one time all season, whether they were playing Providence, whether they were playing Villanova, they played Auburn during the regular season. That was the first time, and so I said to Arkansas fans, I said, look, if if, if you – uh, are just going to show up thinking that our tickets already punched the Sweet 16. You have another thing coming to you. Thankfully, the players weren't feeling that way, and, and it was a battle, and, and credit New Mexico State. And I'll be curious, by the way, unrelated, uh, I, I think Chris Jans is going to have success in the SEC at Mississippi State. But Arkansas advances, and now, as you said, Wes, there, there are one only 16 fan base that can sit there and say that we're, say that we're still playing for this thing. All right, break down Gonzaga. How do you think they've looked the first two rounds uh, beating Memphis and Georgia State? Well, they didn't look great. Um, You know, I'd be lying if I said I know a ton about Georgia State, but I know that Mark Few and some of his comments made it pretty clear that he felt like they were misseeded as a a, uh, 16 seed. And then Memphis in that 8-9 situation – Memphis is a real team, and, and, and I know we've all had fun, myself included, at kind of poking at Penny Hardaway and some of the things that he said in his four years as head coach there. But by the end of the year, they were playing really, really good basketball. And, and based on their resume, they probably were justified number nine seed, but they weren't playing as though they were, uh, you know, by that metric would be the 33rd, 34th, 35th best team in college basketball somewhere in there based on the, uh, uh, you know, the, the seeding. So, um, on the one hand, I, I do think I, I think it's hard not to be a little bit concerned. On the other hand, I thought they probably had the toughest eight nine of all the eight nines in this tournament. I thought that that was by far the toughest team in that uh, in that space. And so now they advance. Um, you know, I, I think in some ways they match up well with Arkansas, but I also think realistically, I don't think you're getting Pete Gonzaga, and maybe Pete Gonzaga just isn't as good as we thought, and their conference was once again a little bit overrated, and they were able to beat up on some bad teams. But I think it's hard to watch the way Gonzaga played this weekend and not feel like, hey, yeah, they're the one seed. Yeah, they're in their backyard in San Francisco. But we got to feel pretty good if we do what we do that we're going to at least have a chance there if not to just win this game outright. 
I got to think, uh, Aaron, at San Francisco, the casual fan, uh, are they going to be rooting for Arkansas? Will they be looking for that upset, cheering on the uh, underdog if it's a close game? Could Arkansas pick up some fans in the Bay Area? Uh, Musselman's doing his best. Uh, the team's tweeting out pictures. Musselman's in a San Francisco T-shirt. They all got on San Francisco hats, whether it's the Giants, the A's, Golden State Warriors. I mean, they're representing on the way out there. I, You know, I was thinking that yesterday. I was like, who is the poor graduate assistant that has to go to the Fayetteville uh, Dick's Sporting Goods and try to wrangle up every Oakland A's piece of paraphernalia that they have, which is probably non-existent? Because, I mean, how quickly can you get the stuff? I know Amazon has next-day delivery, but, but can you really get that many Oakland A's shirts on 24 hours' notice? So uh, I was thinking about that yesterday, and then I also do wonder what happens with all those shirts when it's all said and done. Um, but I, what, I what, what kind of strikes me, Wes, is a couple things is – uh, I don't know about the casual fan in San Francisco, but, you know, there's there, there's probably going to be a ton of Duke fans. Duke really is a national brand. I mean, we criticize them, but I was at their game in Vegas this year against Gonzaga, and, and I would say there were more Duke fans in the building for that game than there were Gonzaga fans. That was in Vegas uh, around the Thanksgiving holiday. And so, so Duke is a national brand. There's going to be plenty of fans in there. Um, I would think kind of geographically, historically, Texas Tech fans would probably be leaning towards Arkansas. And then I also think realistically, this is no insult to Arkansas. Don't take it that way, Arkansas fans. But I think just looking at seedings, both of those fan bases, however many fans they have in the building, are going to be, would prefer to play Arkansas to go to the Final Four as opposed to Gonzaga. So, uh, you know, I can't speak to the, uh, you know, the tech guru that got free tickets through work that's going to this game and who he's going to be rooting for. But I think there's going to be a lot of Duke fans in the building, probably some Texas Tech fans in the building, and I think they will have a vested rooting interest uh, in, in Arkansas pulling off the upset against Kentucky. And it is spring break here in Arkansas, and i got to think there are some people that are saying, you know what, let's go. Spring break, we're headed to San Francisco. And uh, students, you know, I would have done that as a college kid. Let's load up, let's go. I've never been to San Francisco. Let's load, load up, drive out there. We'll sleep six to a hotel room, and we'll find a way to get in, maybe student tickets to get into the game. So I bet there will be some uh, fans that make it out there. By the way, we were uh, speculating earlier, wondering when Gonzaga's spring break is. Somebody texted me and hit me up. It was way earlier. It was early March, so they've already had their spring break for Gonzaga. So uh, Arkansas, I, I say that's a that's an advantage, Aaron, because Arkansas, they, the, the, stu, the, the student athletes don't have to worry anything about being a student this week. It's all about being an athlete and uh, just worrying about basketball and getting ready, getting ready for Gonzaga. Uh, Aaron Torres with Fox Sports Radio with us right now. Aaron, the style of game, does it matter? Can Arkansas beat Gonzaga in any style of game, whether they decide to go fast pace up and down the court, make it an athletic game, or, or if it's a grinded-out game, can Arkansas win that? Or what's the best route for them? I do think the grinded-out fashion is pr- – Listen, you get Gonzaga in the open court. Um, they're really good, and I don't. I don't know if this team's better than previous years. I, I don't think this is the best Gonzaga team that they've ever had. But you get them in the open court, they're really good at what they do, and you let them get in a rhythm, they're really good at what they do. And really, that's what Memphis was able to take them out of for the vast majority of that game on Saturday night. And so, um, I would think a grind them out game probably favors Arkansas. Um, I would think, you know, you've got to be physical in the paint with Drew Timmy. We saw it last year against Baylor in the title game. We saw it last weekend against Memphis. I know that the, the game was going on at the same time as Arkansas was, so maybe didn't catch a ton of it. But that, that was how Memphis 
played Drew Timmy, and for the most part, you know, until probably early to middle of the second half, they had success. Chet Holmgren, we kind of know what his physique is, what he looks like. you got to be physical with him as well. And physicality isn't anything that, that the, the Hogs can't handle. So, you know, I think just by the nature of how both teams play, I think it'll probably be a little bit faster than a little bit slower. Uh, one thing I love about Arkansas, they don't, no matter who they're playing, they're going to play their game. They're going to be physical. They're going to be tough. They're going to attack the rim, all that good stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know that, that either style really favors either t- I, I don't want to say that, but, I, I, you know, the more that I think about it, Arkansas is just going to be who they are, and as long as they stay being who they are, I think they're going to have a chance late in this one. Aaron Torres with us, Fox Sports Radio, Texas Tech Duke. Where do you like? Who do you like on that other uh, game in San Francisco? Well, I'll be honest, Wes. You know, I mean, I, I know nobody cares about my bracket. I'm not trying to make this about my bracket. Uh, I did have Texas Tech advancing to the Final Four. The offense concerned me a little bit, though, the other day. The defense is always going to travel. Like, they, they really, that is their brand. I think it's only been heightened under Mark Adams in his first year. And I think Duke is kind of the exact opposite, where, listen, we all have questions about Duke. I keep saying this, but I think it's true, is, I found it interesting as kind of a national observer, and, and I probably follow this stuff more closely than most people, but whether it was fans, whether it was other media people that I spoke with coming out with you, like, I didn't hear anybody, like, make the valiant case, like, stand on the table and say, this Duke team is going to make a run, they're good enough, and they're going to do it for Coach K. And mm-hmm. so I only bring that up to very simply say, Wes, that I thought they looked a little bit better than I was anticipating in the opening weekend. I thought Texas Tech looked a little bit worse than I was expecting, at least in that second game against Notre Dame. Now the question becomes, becomes, does it matter? Because I think if we've learned one thing in this tournament so far, Wes, it's that every game is an entity to itself. Auburn looked great in the opening round, looked terrible against Miami. Uh, Tennessee looked great in the opening round, obviously lost to Michigan. And so... My, my gut tells me Duke's probably a little bit better than I thought or, or they're playing a little bit better than I thought. Texas Tech is a little bit worse. I will say that I saw this open at about a pick Texas Tech won, one-point favorite somewhere in there. Um, that feels about right to me. This doesn't feel like a, a 7- to 10-point game in either direction, and I don't expect it to be in the nightcap there in San Francisco. All right, out of the east, the 1C Baylor is gone. Also, the 2C Kentucky is gone and the surprise of the tournament. You got Purdue, UCLA, North Carolina, St. Peter's. Who advances to the Final Four? Yeah, it's interesting, Wes. You know, I was talking to somebody this morning, and I, I think there's a lot of talk in the West, and I know we just covered the West, but about Gonzaga, stuff's really breaking your way, man. I mean, I know that you have the top four seeds in that region, so it's not going to be easy, but Baylor's already out. Kansas didn't look great. Um, you know, Kentucky's out. Auburn's out. Tennessee's out. Villanova, Houston, and Arizona are all in the same region. Only one of them is getting to the Final Four. So the, the path is suddenly becoming manageable for Gonzaga, and I bring it up because it's the same with Purdue. I mean, Purdue has a different kind of hurdle to get over, a monkey to get off their back, if you will. Uh, they haven't been to a Final Four since 1980. Um, uh, most people either weren't around or don't really remember that 1980 Purdue team, but it's been a long time. And they made a bunch of Sweet 16s under Matt Painter. They made the Elite Eight a few years ago where basically there was a miracle uh, from Virginia that allowed Virginia to advance to the 2019 Final Four. And I only bring all of that up to just say the path is starting to clear nicely for Purdue. And, and Purdue, I'm sorry. If you can't beat a 15 seed and then you're playing either an 8 seed or a UCLA team, by the way, that just lost their best low-post player to an injury, he may play, but he's certainly not going to be at 100%. 
Um, I, I'm not necessarily saying that I'm even picking Purdue. I'm just saying that we follow this sport all year, and it really does sometimes come down to who are you playing them, when are you playing them, all that good stuff. I mean, you can go back to Arkansas last year. You got some breaks along the way with a 15 seed in the Elite Eight, but then you had the best number one seed in the tournament, or the best 15, or a 15 seed in the Sweet 16, excuse me, but then you have the best number one seed, the eventual national champion in the Elite Eight. And so I think it's kind of the same for Purdue. All the breaks are going their way. Everything is going their way. I'm not even necessarily picking them to win it this second, but, man, you are really out of excuses if you can't find a way to New Orleans out of this practice. Aaron Torres with us from Fox Sports Radio. One more for you. Our zone question of the day. You taking the three number one seeds or the field? You get Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, or the other 13 teams to win it all, who are you taking? <laughs> it's a very good question, Wes. Um, so, I, I, and I think we talked about it last week with, uh, with Justin. You know, I, I'll say – this is that I've always been a proponent that that history tells us that usually the number one seeds are going to win it but I think it's hard when you look at the way the number one seeds played last week um you know I don't know that Arizona's the best Arizona's like a one 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 and a half point favorite against Houston okay what Kelvin Sampson's doing there is incredible oh by the way Villanova's in that bracket uh Michigan I think could give Arizona some problems even as an 11 seed so um them the way Kansas looked Kansas had to survive against Creighton which was down a million guys so uh, history tells me I should take the three number one seeds but I'm probably going to take the field I really am I just think this is one of those years there's no great teams I don't know if it's because of all the transfer portal stuff last offseason whatever it is we've said all year there's no great teams I said coming into the tournament it was going to be wide open and crazy it has been wide open and crazy and so if you're asking me Wes I would probably take the field to win the national championship. Aaron, I think you agree with me. 16 teams left. I think there's 13 teams that could win the, the championship still. that Still, you can make a case they, they can win it all. Ooh, I, I, I mean, it's funny. You know, I, I started, you know, my own media thing this year, and one of my writers yesterday, uh, Aaron Torres Online, power-ranked all of the teams that – you know, from least likely to most likely to win the national championship. And so I bring it up because Purdue was much lower on the list than I thought. Arkansas was much lower. And so I started to say, how can Purdue be number eight or number nine or whatever it was? And then you see the teams ahead of them, and it's Gonzaga, and it's Tech, and it's Duke. And, and so I bring all of that up to say, you're probably right. I mean, out of the 16 to win it all, I don't know if it's 13, but it's it's more than two or three. I can tell you that much. I mean, you know, off the top of my head, the three number one seeds. Purdue has a nice path. Arkansas, I, listen, it, Arkansas is probably the, the hottest team in college basketball over the last six to eight weeks of the season. So I'm with you. Is it is it seven? Is it eight? I don't know. But I do think it's a lot more than it usually is this time of year. Aaron, thanks. Enjoy the weekend. And, uh, Hey, I hope Arkansas wins two more, and I'll have you back on next week. <laughs> well, if, if Arkansas wins two more, I expect a call from you. Um, hopefully I'll sell some of my Big Pig Invasion shirts if that happens. But, oh, by the <laughs> way, maybe I'll see you in New Orleans if that happens, too. That would be fun, right? We hang yes, out, do stuff, yes. Do a live oh, show. And I have not forgotten about you. I'm going to find out my itinerary, where we're staying in L.A., if we're uh, in a close proximity. I'll get back with you. Uh, we Why fly out coming? tomorrow. I thought it was this week. Yeah, I fly out tomorrow mor- or tomorrow afternoon, and I'll be there tomorrow Tomorrow night. afternoon. And you're not yeah. just diverting your flight to San Francisco. I guess flight diversions are like an extra lot of money right now, so I guess you just can't. But you can't go up for one night? Yeah. 
man, I'm, I'm married. I got two daughters. I'm going. I'm going up there. This is a family trip. If it was a bunch of guys, yeah. If we were a bunch of guys going to L.A., we'd have already changed things, and we're going to San Fran. But uh, we're going to visit colleges. We're going to uh, do some touristy things. You know, we we're going to do the L.A. thing. So I'm gonna be a, a dad. They got, the husband. they got colleges in San Francisco, too, Wes. That's all I'm saying. I'm not putting any pressure on you. But they got colleges in San Francisco, too. Lots of them. The Florida You're getting me in trouble. San Francisco. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble. I'm going to get divorced, and my daughters are going to disown me. I know, Aaron, stop. But if the Hogs win, I'm just – I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just one of those, you know, you got two eggs and one – you know, it's one of those push-pull. You know, you're just, I'm, just, I'm just talking out loud here. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm just saying, think about it. We're putting bad things in my brain. Get out of here. Well, you said you never, you, you know, you, uh, I mean, you got Hawks fans to take the road trip with this week. You said there's students just piling up in the car. Just hop on with them. It's okay. <laughs> Aaron right, Torres, man, we'll Fox Sports Radio. Talk to you later.